0: Welcome back to um, part two with Rachel, you guys. Last week we had Rachel on and oh, we absolutely loved her story, loved um, just her testimony and how she was so willing to open up and share and honestly just so inspirational. The end there just literally got Cameron and I tearing up about Um, How she was just talking about God's faithfulness through her journey with this. And so we're like, you know, no, we have to have a part two. So we have her back again this week. And this week she's going to be talking all about um, her relationship with actually her first boyfriend. And she'll get more into that. But you guys, this, this, this episode just gave me so much... Um, I guess like hope and encouragement as a single lady with high standards. I'm like this isn't I'm just gonna be single for forever and then she was talking I'm like you're kidding you're kidding you're yeah. kidding <laughs> and the, like Karen said last week you just you get in the same room with her and just makes your heart happy she just literally exudes sunshine so we are so excited for you guys to listen to part two with her and as she digs a little bit more into her relationship with her beau and
1: yeah and we're just going to jump right in. First though, first, 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 I'm going to tell you guys what we are drinking today. Oh yeah, we're that's drinking probably <laughs> important. An Americano with um, a little bit of steamed half and half because this is, somebody actually was like ordering this um, when I was a barista last year, which I mean, still am, but like right now on summer break, would order an Americano with a little bit of steamed half and half and I started doing it. And it's so good because it's all like foamy and frothy at the top, but then it's still like rich coffee and it's not Mm -hmm. like too much milk proportioned or too sweet anyways super guts if you guys haven't tried steaming your half and half on top of your americanos, you need to do that but anyways with no further ado here's rachel
0: Okay, we are back with our part two with Rachel. She is going to be talking about um, just more of her story with MS and her faith and her relationship with her boyfriend, John. And um, we're just so ready for some more from you. You're so wise for your years, or just (laughs) wise in general and inspirational. So um, with that being said, you wanna just jump in. Yeah, well, hey guys, I'm excited to be back.
2: (laughs) such an honor. So yes, I'm going to talk about John and how we
0: met. Okay, I'm
2: ready. <laughs> so we actually met the very beginning of my freshman year. I, we were both involved in the Navigators and I went to a game of Ultimate Frisbee because the Navs loves Frisbee. They always play and we were playing and it was one of the first times I ever played so I was nervous and this guy decks me. Like we both jumped for the frizzy, but he decked me and didn't say a word. And so I was like, okay, this guy's kind of a jerk. <laughs> like he could have said I'm sorry or something. And then the beginning of my sophomore year, literally a year later, <laughs> I meet him again and I'm like, that was you. Like you're the guy who decked me and You're the like, jerk. <laughs> and he doesn't remember. Our friends remember watching it happen, but he doesn't remember it. He's like, No, it didn't happen. <gasps> I think he I She rolls he her does. eyes. You guys need to know she just rolled her eyes. <laughs> I think he remembers it, yeah. <sighs> that's so that's how so we unofficially and officially met. So we both, like I said, we're both in the Navigators. We both really liked Ultimate Frisbee, and so I saw him a lot. Frisbee, I saw him at a NAVS events and stuff as well, but like Frisbee is where we really interacted. And mm-hmm. he is someone who I think a lot of people are intimidated by him. He is four years older than me, and he has a beard, so he looks older, and he carries himself very like self-confident. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't approach him. But I guess I made fun of him in one of our first interactions, and so he was like, "I like this girl." Really, like, she like made that. fun of me. Yeah, like, I appreciate that. And so that's that's something he shared of like one of the why he oh initially wanted to be friends with me because he was like, "She's fun. She's not intimidated by me." Right. Okay. And he just felt like we were similar, and he was just like, "I want to get to know her." Okay. So we became friends that fall. And I had nothing in my mind past friends, neither did he. So we were really good friends for about a year and a half, actually, Mm -hmm. before we started dating. And so, yeah, it was a year and a half later, the December of my, I think it was junior year. So we've been together a year and a half now, a little over a year and a half. So, yeah, that was kind of how we met. And I was really drawn to his sense of adventure. Mm. He just was very free-spirited. He, like, seemed really trust-related to me, and as someone who had had trust issues,
0: mm-hmm. I was like,
2: okay, I think I can trust this person, mm-hmm. and so I appreciated that, and so that kind of, through our friendship, I realized, okay, yeah, like, I can trust him. Yeah. He's like, a really great guy, and just seeing the way he uh, paid attention to everybody around him and mm-hmm. would just serve them and was, he was the person who would take care of everybody else and do everything for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm also that type of person, mm-hmm. so it was like, okay, like, that's the kind of person he is. That's how he's treating me. Like, I want to... Be the same way, yeah, because I just was.
0: Which the fact that I love that you said that you got, or the fact that you were not that you said, but the fact that you guys were friends for so long before you started dating because, mm-hmm. and then you said like, and then he and then you realized he was trustworthy and all that stuff. Just the fact, because I feel like our age, everyone, it's like blood-in-the-water sharks. Like, everyone's, like, looking at everyone. Like, oh, uh, I see that he goes to church. I wonder if he's looking for a wife. You know? Yes. I feel like that's <laughs> literally everyone our age. Or, like, vice versa. Like, everyone's looking for a wife. Everyone's looking for a husband. Yep. And we're just like, oh, my gosh, he loves Jesus. I love Jesus. Let's go. Or we're yes, getting married be, and having Like, babies. it literally yep. takes, like, yep. hello, hello, cool, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that, like, he didn't even... you got, That wasn't even on your guys' mind mm-hmm. just... It's just so, so pure and it's so encouraging too because I feel like, not not stereotyping guys, but a lot of guys our age, they will not pursue a meaningful relationship with a girl for that long of a period of time without knowing that it's going to involve yeah, into just something a friendship. more. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like, so yeah. that's just, that's, I really wanted to say that because yeah. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like, hey,
2: you're cool, you love Jesus, so do I, we have so many similar things, let's be friends. Yeah. Right. Like. Aww. And I think I knew at the time I had enough going on in my life. And also around oh, this right. time, like, MS was still pretty new to me. Yeah. Right. Um, that I was like... I have enough going on, like, I am not looking for anything, relationship. right? And, like I said, at the time I was still really working through a lot of trust issues. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I was like, yeah, friends, we're good. Friends we're good. good. We're good. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, so how did you guys end up transferring from friends to dating?
2: <laughs> yeah, so we were, like I said, really good friends for a year and a half. The summer before we started dating, um, I was in Wisconsin Dells for a summer training program for the NAB So I was gone all summer. And it was kind of this interesting thing where I was like, I called them a lot for advice or input on things, and like we Snapchat every day and like kept in contact. And I was kind of like, okay, like I have weird feelings about this. Like, where am I at? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> right. like, this guy's he's like a brother. Like, he's one of my best friends. Yeah. So like, this is these are weird feelings. Right. And before I left that summer, he almost moved to Florida for a job. Oh, I remember you yes. saying that once. <laughs> and so when he was like, yeah, I'm moving Florida for a job, like my first thought was like, you can't leave. Like, what am I going to do if you leave? Aww. Like we were such kindred spirits and like understood each other that I was like, I don't want you to go. Oh my gosh. And at the time though, like, like I said, we were just friends. So I was like taken off guard by yeah. the way I was feeling. Right. And that summer I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, what are, what are these? <laughs> yeah. Am I catching the feels Like Yeah. I was like, no, I can't. I just like t- kept telling myself no. Yeah. So then that fall back at um, STSU and the first week of classes, we had another ultimate Frisbee game. Like I said, <laughs> Navs loves Frisbee mm-hmm. and he actually got a concussion oh my and gosh. he could not remember and he's had other concussions and he could not remember like a week leading up to it.
0: <gasps> oh, wow. So like
2: he, some of his friends brought him home because he like totally was knocked out unconscious and then came to and so we had friends bring him home and he texted me and he like asked me a question about something that he should have known and he didn't and I was like, oh, oh shoot. So like I went over and I like told him the story and he was like, oh, like I didn't remember that. Yeah. And he actually had just started grad school at that time. Mm-hmm. And so because of the concussion that fall I ended up not finishing grad school thinking of mm-hmm. finishing it this coming fall. Um, and so that kind of threw a wrench in his plans with that. but. For the guy who always takes care of everybody else to suddenly be the one who like needed help, needed support, Mm -hmm. and seeing like the people around him were not being supportive or helpful, Mm -hmm. they just like, oh, it's John, he'll figure it out. And I was like, excuse me, no. Like that's not how this goes. I'm also a very, very loyal person. So I was like, this dude's my friend. Like I'm in it. Yeah. And so like I that was kind of where we really connected because he realized, oh, this girl is loyal, mm-hmm. and she wants to be there and help me and support me. Like, she's not just here for what I can do. Oh right. My gosh. And so it was kind of a mutual encouraging. And that was the fall that I had my relapse.
1: Oh. So then he
2: kind of had gotten over his concussion stuff, and then I had a relapse mm. with um, MS, and so that was really hard. And so he was there through that as well. So then he was supporting and encouraging me. And actually, it was the sweetest thing. So he told me around then because um, i with everything with ms and then going into a relationship like i knew when i went into a relationship that i would have a lot of insecurities and issues just mm-hmm. with like having MS. like i don't feel like people love me the same or look at me the same so mm-hmm. it's like how could someone want to be in a relationship with me and potentially marry me someday knowing that I have this health issue that's going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. Like, why would someone want to do that? Yeah. Like, it was just, like, absurd to me. Yeah. And so, like, even for my friends that cared about me, it was like, do you really care about me or is going to take off? Mm-hmm. Like, and that there right. again, that comes that trust issue yeah. of, like, not being right. sure. And that was around the time that John told me that he prayed that the Lord would bring me a guy who loved me more because of my battle with MS and not in spite of it. And even though we were just the friends at the time, part of me was like, okay, like that's attractive, but also like, he's so right. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I deserve. Yeah. Um, And so then it was probably two months later and he had helped me with something in Sioux Falls, we were driving back to Brookings and he waited the whole day until we were like five miles from Brookings to (sighs) ask me and to bring it up. And I guess I, I took a nap. And apparently, he turned the music up on purpose to wake me up before we got back so oh, he could ask me. And he was like, so um, what do you think about us being more than friends? And I was like, of course he'd ask it like that. Right. And so I made him say more before I would say anything. Yeah. And kind of like, I needed to know like where he was at and if yeah. he was like really in, like I don't know. Yeah. And so then I brought up to him like, hey, like this is something you told me a couple months ago about what you pray that the Lord will bring me in a guy. Like, are you that guy or... Mm-hmm not because yeah. like if you're not then there's no reason for us to go further in this like yeah in this conversation yeah yeah, yeah. Like, there's no need and so I asked him and he had already thought about it a lot he's a very analytical thinker like he will think through something like that mm-hmm. and he's very like aware of surroundings and what's going on so like I'm mm-hmm. sure he knew I was going to ask that question
1: <laughs> the he, way she
2: talks like I had it I knew yeah he knew <laughs> he could guess And um, his response to it was like, yes, I am. Like, I would be that guy that would stand next to you and fight that battle with you for as long as you would have to. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. And so we talked then, and me being the idiot that I am, told him. So this is November 17th. I tell him to wait until after Christmas to ask me out so I can get my life in order. In hindsight, uh, that was so stupid. Uh, and he was super patient about it. He was like, "Yeah, like that sounds good." Mm-hmm. And it was like the beginning of December, and I was like, "Okay, you, like you can say what you want whenever you want to." Like uh, I, I'm I just good. needed like I'm two good weeks. Now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't need a month and a half, but two weeks were good. Yeah. I feel bad doing that now. Sorry, John. <laughs> but at the time, I thought it was good. So yeah, I started dating in the beginning of December. So that's kind of how it transpired between like our friendship transitioning to mm-hmm. um, a relationship.
0: Wow. And so, okay, did you, were you like, were there vibes beforehand where you were like, okay, like something might be happening or was it just kind of like out of the blue and then the vibes came after?
2: He's a very to the point person. I knew where I was at. I knew I was starting to catch some feelings. I had kind of started to pick up some vibes from him shortly before we talked about it. And I knew that he, he's a very upfront guy. And to the point. So I wasn't surprised when he brought up that conversation. Yeah. Okay. And at that point, he had only really been thinking about it or even was like, oh, yeah, like what if we started dating like two or three weeks before that? Mm. One of his good friends was like, John, why aren't you dating Rachel? Right. <laughs> and he was like, what? No. And then actually thought about it. Okay. And so it wasn't too long. It didn't take him long before he said something. Yeah. I wasn't sure when he started noticing things because I was catching feels before then, but <laughs> not surprising for me.
0: Okay, so I know that a little bit beforehand, we Cameron and I actually took the Enneagram test before this weekend, because we are like, that would be something interesting to talk about. And you've talked about that a lot too, so kind of go through a little bit of your guys' like relationship dynamic, how it works. What number
1: you guys are. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so for those of you who are not familiar, familiar with the Enneagram test, it's kind of a personality test, and it's numbers between one and nine, and they each kind of have a different like personality type. You Google it, look it up, it's really interesting. So I am a 8-wing 7. So the 8 is the challenger and the 7 is the enthusiast. Okay. So putting together the 8-wing 7, they call it the maverick. Oh, I'm a okay. very upfront, to the point, direct, <laughs> passionate, fiery person. Like that's kind of what I am right. like. yeah. John is a 7-wing 8. So he's a lot more of the fun-loving, adventurous, free-spirited person. Okay. And so it's kind of been fun in our relationship because... With the NAVS, they have always traveled to Florida for spring break.
0: Okay.
2: Well, at least since I've been there. And we have helped plan and lead two trips together for spring mm-hmm. break with the NAVS. And I say we very loosely because John's really the one that planned it. He's very good at planning things mm-hmm. where I am more the moral support. Okay. Like I'm not as good at planning. Like, I can plan things, but when it comes to a trip like that, like, he just knows what he's doing. So I was more moral support and I did help him lead it, but legally I couldn't help him because he had people sign waivers. My name was not on the waiver because uh. I was the person who wanted to bring people to get tattoos and encourage them <laughs> to do that and get their nose pierced. So if I was on the waiver, I couldn't do that. And he wanted me to be able to do that. Mm, yeah. And he didn't want parents
1: to sue me if I... <laughs> if they're like, I have Rachel, come <laughs> me to get this tattoo. Yeah.
2: We did have a girl. I took her and she had a tattoo. Oh my gosh. And it, that's it's the crazy. Thing. And it was great. It was <laughs> great. Did you get another one then too? I forgot my ID. <laughs> Seriously? I was going to. And I was like, come on, like I have four. Like, can't you let me get another? And... If I have no makeup on and my hair is, like, beachy, I look like I'm 12. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no way. They were, like, not having it. No. Well, probably not. So I would have, but I forgot it. So So with our personality types, like, we love adventure. We love outdoorsy. Um, Anything, really, that's just kind of a little bit different than the norm. Mm -hmm. So like I said, we've been to Florida a couple times. We visited some friends down there. So, we planned, so me and John and one of our close friends planned a trip to Europe. And we bought the tickets and started planning it when me and John were just friends.
1: Oh. Because
2: it was like that November, we got the tickets, started dating in December. Oh, okay. And we were going the next, I think it was March.
1: Okay. So, like, was it over spring break?
2: Um, no. So, we went on spring break. I think we went on spring break. We're home for a week and then went to Europe. Like so you went to Florida to and back. then went to Europe? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Florida was first. I need your life. <laughs> I need <laughs> your life. It was very busy. So us okay. three went on a trip to Europe together, and she was the ultimate, like, best friend, kind of third wheel, kind of not. She was a really great person, so it was fun. She was a it good sport about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. good. Go no, she was good. We were all good enough friends. So, yeah, we went to Europe, and we were there for, like, I think eight days. Oh Flew into Amsterdam, mm. went around. And like I mentioned in my previous podcast last week, um, I grew up in Mongolia because my parents were missionaries. Mm-hmm. We lived there for about seven years. We came back when I was eight. So part of me feels more at home in airports. <laughs> and so I feel like that's partially why I enjoy traveling. If there's yeah. an opportunity yeah. to like travel or fly somewhere or like even if it's mm-hmm. just a weekend trip, like I do right. it. Did you
1: guys travel a lot Um, when you were missionaries in Mongolia? Mon- I can never say it Mongolia. right. Mongolia. Mongolia. Oh, my gosh. Um, did you guys travel a lot to like other countries and stuff? Or? A little bit. Okay. So
2: when we would fly to Mongolia, we'd have a layover in Beijing. So we been to China, Mongolia, and then we were in Thailand for a conference. Oh,
1: fun. Okay. Um,
2: and then a lot of the other conferences were just back in the States.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: And then I've also been to Canada. My sister went to grad school there. Oh, So I got okay. to visit her okay. and then the whole Europe trip. Okay. So thankfully I've gotten to travel a little bit. Yeah.
1: If you guys are starting to notice, like, there's a pattern here on this podcast. We have travelers on. We have travelers. (laughs) Our guest before you, we were like in the middle of it, and he's like, I love to travel. And we're like, Where have you been? (laughs) Because we didn't
0: even know. But yeah, I guess we just attract those kind of people. So, my question with MS and traveling, how do you handle jet lag? Oh, she got a face. She got a face, y'all. Okay, so the
2: Europe trip was a lot of fun. Bless John's heart. He is a saint. He Mm -hmm. was the most patient gracious man ever because I oh. was like hangry because I was also trying to eat gluten free and you can't relabel something oh. so like that was hard oh. and jet lag like, made me tired and cranky and so oh like goodness. it wasn't super great and if I went now like I think I'd know a lot more on yeah. how to handle things but it was challenging it was hard but he is like I said he's a
1: saint so oh. it was fun that's, <laughs> that's so good sweet. that's I mean. good, good trip. I love that so did you feel like I don't know I don't know. We'll just all ask this question. After you guys took that trip together, did it make you feel, like, more strongly about him? You're like, I want to do this type of stuff with him, like,
2: yeah. forever, or, like, how? It was, but it was also, like, when you travel that much with someone, you see, also see, like, their flaws. Yeah. Like, the nitty-gritty, yeah. Yeah, so, like, there was that in there, but it was also, like, we have a lot of things we need to work through because okay. we were made aware of a lot of, like, communication flaws okay. and different things that it was, like, oh, like... We're not meeting in the middle on this. Like we we hadn't communicated this. Yeah. So it also made a lot of those things more aware, us more aware of them. And so like trips now, I think are more fun because
1: mm, we know those things. You know. Yeah. 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 So after that, you're like, okay, we need to work on some things, kind yes. of. Yeah. Which is good. Yes. You need to. You need to know. Right. As a relationship grows, I think you need to know those things, and you need to work on it to become better for each other. And yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, I agree. Okay, so. Why don't you just talk about like your relationship as Christians and how that looks differently than other, I guess, worldly relationships?
2: Yeah. So something I want to start with to preface is I know a lot of people and I have a lot of friends who are fantastic people who are very thankful and appreciative and kind and really great at loving people. And so as Christians, the difference is we are imitating Jesus in that and that's why we live and love the way that we do. Um, and so for me and John, that's that's what compels us and that's why. And mm-hmm. it's Jesus' life that we are striving to imitate mm-hmm. in our right. relationship.
1: Okay, so why don't you start by just talking about like how do you and John communicate, show each other love? Um, how does that relationship maybe look differently than a not healthy relationship? Mm-hmm. So something that we really strive to do is when we
2: communicate with each other to Always speak in a very loving way, a grace-filled way. Even when we're speaking truth that can be blunt. Because I'm Mm -hmm. quite the firecracker. And I (laughs) I say things I shouldn't. Like, I'll just (laughs) say things that come to my mind. And then it's like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. And so it's just really giving each other grace in that. And when we have wronged each other, just being very quick to apologize and to forgive each other. Mm -hmm. And our relationship... Is going the best when we're not looking like at each other or ourselves, our own lives, but Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, if we are looking at Jesus and focusing on Him, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. and we're imitating Jesus, then that's when it really gives us the ability to love each other the way that we should and Mm -hmm. to encourage each other. And we strive to be each other's biggest supporters. Mm -hmm. And especially like when it comes to faith, like, we, because right now we're living in different cities and transitioning between moves and stuff so like we try to go to church together and mm-hmm. things like that and we always ask each other about it it's not just like okay we go to church now we leave like it's whatever like yeah. we ask yeah. about it we talk about it like right. what did you think of the sermon like how to apply it or like did we disagree with something yeah. like right. taking it back to like yeah. context and truth and so we talk about it a lot and we talk about each other's like quiet times and like what the Lord's teaching us Jeez. and we pray for each other a lot Um, whether it's like, I know like in my own personal quiet times, like I pray for him a lot, but also like together, like if one of us stressed about something or whatever, like we'll pray for the other person Mm -hmm. or I'm kind of that person that like, I'll pray for anything and everything. Like we'll go camping and we'll drive by a camp spot that's open and Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, we really like this spot. We want to see if there's other spots. And I'm like, dear Lord, can you please leave the spot open so that when you come back, it's there? Like (laughs) I'm just totally that person that does that. Right. And so like, that's something like, he's kind of picked up on since i always do it. Oh, okay. So Which it's just so of, cool. Like realizing for me it's just realizing like i don't know, i'm not in i'm not in control. I can't make things happen and just yeah. like going back to just in including praying. like god
0: in like every single and thing. Every yeah. yeah. thing. Yeah. And i think and that's so cool cuz i think a lot of the things that and again, not stereotyping Christians or anything, but I think a lot of things that Christians kind of miss sometimes is God cares about the tiniest little things. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants mm-hmm. to be involved in literally everything. Like, like what nail color should I wear today? Like, he cares. <laughs> yeah. He cares about everything. He doesn't just care about the big stuff, like, please help mm-hmm. me get through MS or cancer mm-hmm. or, you know, should I move here or there? Where should I go to school? He cares about the little things too, so I think that's actually – so cool just Mm -hmm. for you personally Mm -hmm. yeah
2: and i think because of everything with ms and that's like another thing like my how much i pray for a lot of things has definitely like increased because i realized very quickly like okay like i don't have the energy to do i need to today yeah Yeah. like even coming to this podcast i was like oh my gosh like this is sometimes my afternoon nap time (laughs) and so like i need energy and like mental focus to like do what i need to do yeah Yeah. of course coffee is helpful too we gave her coffee yeah (laughs) we gave her coffee don't (laughs) worry guys (laughs) but like just praying and just being like lord like give me the energy yeah to get through this Mm -hmm. yeah sort of thing so yeah praying a lot together and the really cool thing is like when you have a personal relationship with the lord and you realize how much you've been forgiven and how much the lord loves you like it just fills you up with that in a way that you can give it to others Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like the amount of forgiveness and grace that you can give is honestly immeasurable because how much we've been forgiven. Yeah. Like there's nothing we could do or can do to earn the forgiveness and the love that he has given us. Right. And it's so, like when you realize like, it's not about me, like it's about God. Mm-hmm. Right, Like it's not about me and everything that I want to do and living a comfortable, perfect life. And it's okay. Right. Like, this is about God, this is about living like Jesus did, and Jesus was the most selfless serving person ever, mm-hmm. and right. so then you just you can go and you can love people very selflessly
0: right and, and I oh, go, go,
2: go ahead, ahead. no you're sorry,
0: going. oh, and I think just kind of like on that too, I think it's so as Christians and then in relationships too, it's like, it doesn't matter how much I, I can pour into this person so much because I know that what I'm getting fulfilled from is not that person in return. Yes. Ooh, so yeah. even if they, that's if good. they miss a few I'm, marks here and there, mm-hmm. I've never been in a relationship, but even just friendships too, yeah. it's like, even if they miss a few marks here and there and they don't fill me back up. I know that's not where my identity is. And I know that's mm-hmm. not where I'm getting fulfilled from. So it even makes it, I would think easier to, like you said, love that selflessly mm-hmm. and stuff too.
2: Yeah. And
0: so be, actually because of what you just were saying, like, because we
2: both know that the Lord's giving us everything that we need and is ultimately the one that fills us up and provides for us and takes care of us. It takes away this unrealistic pressure that John can fulfill my every need or yeah. I can do everything yeah. for him because we realistically, we can't do that. We're very yeah. imperfect people. We still fall short. Yeah. We yeah. still sin. And so and even if we were perfect, like we can't do that for each other. Yeah, like that's not we can't. Yeah. And so like you were saying, like it takes away that pressure mm-hmm. yeah. to like be perfect. Yeah. And so then it really just allows us to kind of more freely love each other and to not have this unnecessary pressure in the relationship mm-hmm. because when you have that pressure on the person of like, you need to fulfill my every need, like your relationship is it's not gonna go very well. Yeah. Like it's gonna go downhill like that that extra level of dependence that shouldn't be there isn't healthy. right? And so, like, even in our relationship, there are times where we'll, like, tell each other, like, hey, like, I think you're depending too much on me for this.
0: Yeah. Like, you need to look
2: to the Lord for this. Like, even just yesterday, we were talking about something. And, like, like I was saying, I have trust issues. I'm like, I don't want people to leave. Yeah. And so he kind of – and sometimes I'm, like – I get defensive. I'm like, I don't want you to say that. Yeah. And he was like, I think you were looking for me to fulfill this when I can't. And it's the Lord that already has. Yeah. And so like my first instinct is like to want to be defensive, but I'm like, he's so right. Yeah. Right. And like, if I then look to the Lord, like I should, like it will help our relationship continue
0: to grow
1: that's incredible. crazy and like that's incredible. incredible that's what that, and that is is incredible I'm just like, like uh. Uh, yeah <laughs> that's hard just give yeah. that to someone it
2: is and like we were talking about enneagrams earlier like me being an eight and the enneagram to me is not like an end-all be-all sort of thing it's just like a gauge of like general personality types and like it's not set in stone like you can change you can grow like it doesn't define who you are but I like to definitely use it as a tool and like
0: just
1: makes it game. easier to navigate. Yeah, you, like it know, does. you know your guys' right. different relationships and like yeah. how yeah. you react. And,
2: yeah. yeah and being the eight, I can be very like, I wanna be right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: I can be very like quick to speak and like very blunt without mm-hmm. realizing I'm being blunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And John is really good at being like, Hey, like you should like what you said was good, but you need to say it with more grace. Yeah. And I'm like, You're right. Like, yeah. I don't always want to hear it, but the really cool thing is, like, he's able to say that yeah. to me. And vice versa. Like I said, he's someone who people find very intimidating yeah. and stuff, even though he's the most yeah. kind-hearted,
1: sweet person you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's crazy. I just got to say, that's crazy that you guys can say that stuff to each other and that you, well, I'm not, I'm sure you don't always take it well. But, I mean, we're right. all, we're all humans. We but try. But I think that's really, I think that's really important in a relationship. And I think that's something I'll constantly be working on is like when Brady tells me something, like listening actually to what he's saying and not just getting defensive. Mm-hmm, he always right. tells me, you're getting defensive. You're just you're getting, getting defensive. Defended. Which doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't help. Right. But, so yeah. it's just, and it's hard. And like when I try to tell him something, like I have noticed the difference of when I say it the right way versus I say it the wrong way. When I say it the right way, he's like, you're right. I'm sorry. And he takes, mm-hmm. he takes it. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounded like rude, but like he like understands. Yeah. Um, versus when I don't say it nicely. And then it's like, He doesn't even get what I'm trying to say. Like, we don't really listen to each other. Yeah. So,
2: and what's so cool is like, we can see each other's flaws, but also our strengths. And so Mm -hmm. we can kind of like, in a loving way, call the other person out on something that will ultimately help them grow mm-hmm. Yeah, because they realize it. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been someone who I, I speak too bluntly and too quickly. Like mm-hmm. it's one of my downfalls and it's something that I've really had to work on. Mm-hmm. And so like for him to be able to say that to me, it's like, okay, you are right. Like I need to have more grace than this. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good reminder And it's cool how it helps us grow and like vice versa for things that I maybe say to him too. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Just, just that accountability thing is (laughs) definitely (laughs) a big thing. And, um, you guys, it sounds like you both have very strong personalities and what's kind of interesting is the things you guys kind of went through before your relationship. So one thing that, you were saying, was you were, you know, very independent, get things done. Point A plus point B will lead to point C. Like, mm-hmm. we got to get, you know, type of thing. And he, it sounded like, was also very independent, kind of like the dependable guy that did mm-hmm. a lot of stuff for other people. And you guys both, obviously through very different circumstances, kind of went through that breaking point where you couldn't be all and everything. All at once, and kind of had to start relying on other people for things. Him with his concussion, if you listen to last, uh, was that this week's episode? Last week's episode? This week's (laughs) week's episode? Okay, but for you, last week's episode, you know, you were saying you kind of had to go through that time Mm -hmm. where, you know, you had to rely on other people a little bit more. And I just think it's cool the way that God works, like kind of almost breaking down that barrier of, I don't know if you call it pride to be like, yeah, you can not have other people mm-hmm. take care of you. Yeah. And then after you both went through those things, it's like, hey, here's that person that yeah. can take care of you in that kind of way. So I just yeah. thought, think that's kind of cool how that mm-hmm. worked out too. He's way more independent than me. Like,
2: <laughs> I I am independent, but I think I put in a little bit harder of a front than I actually am. Because yeah. deep down, I'm like, I just want you to love me and stay and be great. Yeah. Right. Like, same yeah. with friendships. It's like, I just want you to be here yeah. and right. stay and be
0: mm-hmm.
2: nice. So I'm not as independent as I think I yeah.
0: put right. out
2: there. But even now, like... And that a little bit enneagram, like, our personalities being, like, the 7, 8 and having that overlap. Like, there are ways we definitely clash because of it. Yeah. Like, we're not afraid to disagree with the other person. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever it is we're talking about, like, if we have a difference of opinion, like, we'll say it. Mm-hmm. We're right. not really afraid to offend the other person with disagreeing. Right. Now, that does mean learning how to communicate to those things. Mm-hmm. And that's something we've worked on and grown in a lot. And right. thankfully, I feel like we've – we do a pretty good job now of being able to –
1: disagree or agree disagree or whatever that looks like yeah okay so uh the next thing that i was gonna have you touch on is your physical boundaries because i think definitely as believers it is something that is a key factor in a relationship with that christians have versus Mm non-christians and so yeah and it's just it's obviously what makes your guys not obvious it's one of the things that makes your um relationship unique so i just wanted you to talk about that a little bit yeah, so I
2: agree. I think that physical boundaries is something that's very different between believers and non-believers and so yeah, we have physical boundaries in our relationship that really honor God and honor and respect each other. And then of course with that, we both have our own like personal convictions of like things that we're okay with and not okay with on mm-hmm. top of that. Mm-hmm. And so like respecting each other of like okay, like you're not okay with us.
1: Yeah. Like right. even
2: if it's something like it's not wrong.
1: Yeah it's still,
0: like, maybe if I'm okay with it, it's like,
1: okay, that's fine. Yeah, right. And being okay with that with right. like the other person. Yeah.
0: Like, maybe it wouldn't cause you to stumble, but it might cause him to stumble, yep. so he steers clear of it, yeah. and vice versa. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's impressive.
0: <laughs> I know. I love, I think that, because even Cameron and I, we've talked about doing a, A whole episode on the topic and it is it is so touchy because you don't want to like point a finger at someone and be Mm -hmm. like you're wrong, you're sinful, Mm -hmm. we're judging you type of thing but I think it is something that is so uh, it's so important because I don't think a lot of people really realize just how much um, and not even just physical boundaries but some emotional boundaries too, just boundaries in general Mm -hmm. play such a huge importance to a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know I think it's definitely something that needs to be talked about mm-hmm. so I'm glad that you touched on it a little yeah. bit
2: and I feel like it's one of the reasons why I feel like people don't want to touch on it is because like it can be that touchy subject of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. speaking truth but also like we all have ways that we have sinned and ways that we fall short and right. things that we stumble in and so like I think people don't want to bring it up because they don't want to like offend people yeah. and like if you're listening to this podcast and like Believer, non-believer, like, wherever you are coming from, like, no one has ever sinned too much mm-hmm. that Jesus doesn't love them. Right. Because he does. Right. So wherever you're coming from, like, Jesus wants you, he loves you, mm-hmm. like, there's forgiveness. Endless forgiveness mm-hmm. and endless grace in that. And there's always room.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Always. Yep. Always, <laughs> always, always,
0: always. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So, um, I don't, we can flag this if you don't want to say it, but with that in mind. Okay. So with talking about this in general, um, how do you feel having those physical boundaries has like affected your relationship? Kind of like, was there a sit down talk? Like this point A point B is like, this is the line we don't cross. How has it affected it positively, maybe negatively Mm -hmm. a little bit like that?
2: Yeah. So our first date was a little unusual because we had been <laughs> such good friends. Like different right. things we talked about were like, what are your thoughts on homeschooling kids? We both grew up homeschooled. Oh actually. my gosh, same cool. same girl same. <laughs> so we were like we just talked about that. We're yeah. like, I I've always wanted to adopt kids. Mm. So like we were talking about like thoughts and views on adoption. Yeah. Like it was a very irregular first date, <laughs> right? And so very, very getting straight to the point. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love so it. So like we, t- I think we brought up boundaries like the first ten minutes in, mm-hmm. right? And so for us actually, like John's my first boyfriend mm-hmm. that I have had, and so going into that, I was just like, okay, like where what do I want? Where am I at? And like I don't think that like. Physical like physical aspects of your relationship should not make or break it. Yeah. Like that is not what the relationship ought to be built on. Mm -hmm. And so where I was coming from, actually, I was like, I don't want you to kiss me until we're engaged. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a year and a half and we actually still have not kissed. That's incredible. So that was and (laughs) not that we haven't come close or almost messed up because we have almost (laughs) <laughs> um, but for me, that was a personal conviction. Okay. And mm-hmm. so, like, if it was up to him, he would have been totally fine with it. Oh, okay, yeah. And so that's one of those things where, like, totally not wrong. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. If yeah. not, it was just a personal, personal conviction of my own. Yeah, it's
1: your own choice. Um, right. Um,
2: and so I wanted to bring that up early on so on the same page. Yeah. And he never questioned it. He was like, okay, sounds good. Okay. And, yeah. like, moved Mad on. And respect. I was like, oh, Mad wow. Respect.
1: Like... I feel like if I, if you say that to, like, any guy, it's like, "Say ya. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. you
0: know, I... I mean, I've I've never even come close to a relationship, but even just talking to, you know, some guy friends who are starting to get a little flirty, you're just like, so by the way, not having sex till marriage, and <laughs> right. they're like, okay, you know, okay, cool, sounds good, I'm out of here. Yeah. So just the fact that you're like, actually, no kissing until we're engaged. That's yeah. that's, that's super. Huge. Yep. And I
2: think part of me, like. Well, one, I, I've talked to a lot of um, older people that are married, and they, or I guess, Cameron, here's my age. I'm not old, no. <laughs> But you're still married. Um, and I've heard a lot of people say, like, it helps with boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was part of it, along with, like, the personal conviction part of it. So, that was kind of where we were coming from it. And, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we were perfect by any means. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to have this persona of, like, we're these perfect people. Yeah. We're we Totally or not. Right. We just were' loved by a really good God who has a lot of forgiveness and love and grace, oh that's so not. yeah, with our relationship, I feel like it's it's been good because the focus has not been on like the physical oh, aspect now love languages his love language is physical touch. He loves oh, hugs, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, and I love words, okay, yeah. and so like that's a really, and things i'm not yeah. a, i'm not adding that in with physical boundaries cuz yeah cuz <laughs> really we need not. some
1: physical touch that's right really, of i think that's a really good point to make because i was like having this conversation i've had this conversation with brady i've talked to my mom about it and stuff brady is such a toucher and like such a lover mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i think it can be hard to realize how do you give if the person you're dating or whatever or like in a relationship i think a lot of guys actually are physical touch how do you like give them that without like going too far and mm-hmm. so I think that was a I think that was so good that you brought that up that you guys haven't even kissed but yet mm-hmm. like that is his love language and you can still fulfill that mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah I think that's cool
2: I'm sure he maybe would feel a little more loved if I could kiss him I don't know if he can correct me on that
1: <laughs> she's like I feel but like you're like waiting for him to respond
2: <laughs> well yeah, I wish you would <laughs> but that's funny yeah And that's the love languages. That's another thing because like physical touch, I grew up hating hugs. I was like, don't touch me. Like I just didn't like that. And so it was really relearning. Like, okay, like his love language is hugs. It's physical touch. Like, that means a lot to him. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we really had to work on learning each other's love language yeah. and, like, working on that. Because, like, right. mine is words. Yeah. Like, if you write me anything, I will keep it forever. Yeah, right. And, like, if you send me a cute text or call me or have all these cute things and cute things to say, like... It just, it means a lot. Right, right. But that's not his instinctive way of showing <laughs> love. And so it's been cool to, like, learn a lot about each other. And right. it's helped with communication, too, because you have to communicate those things right. to each other. You do. Like, you can't just, like, expect someone yeah. to know. Right. And right. I I think I'm someone who over-communicates. Yeah. I talk a lot, and I actually process a lot. And so I <laughs> feel like
1: he. He, he
2: hears more than he needs to from me.
1: <laughs> which,
0: I mean, I feel like a lot of the times, especially if your love languages don't match up, which I feel like they rarely do, it can be very um, um sacrificial, too. because Honestly, yeah. Because even, even, like, my relationship with my sister, she's my roommate, mm-hmm. and um, she loves spending time with people. She is physical touch, mm-hmm. and she loves to spend that time with people. And I'm like, I need my alone time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, I mean she will be like let's hang out i'm like i don't feel like hanging out <laughs> mm-hmm. and but you still you still have to be like okay but like that's what the other person needs so mm-hmm. even if like you said you hated hugs you hated touching you have yeah. to be like mm-hmm. okay well like suck it up buttercup because <laughs> like that's how you love the other person well
1: yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah it is i like coming from a friend point of view a sister point of view a relationship it it, it takes work to it make another work. person feel loved yeah, yeah. So. i like hugs now so let's get oh, that that is good, good. that is good yeah, we got personal there
0: personal growth there Okay, so I feel like a lot of the times and you even see this with like some toxic friendships or toxic um, romantic relationships or anything like that, I feel like a lot of the time love is conditional. I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their mind around an unconditional love, but obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, you try to model Jesus Christ. Um, so I guess just like talk a little bit about if you have anything to say about like unconditional love.:
2: Yeah, so I have, I have a lot of replies I have that. Um, <laughs> Because of Jesus' love, it transforms every aspect of the way that we live and the way that we love other people. And you hear countless stories and read countless stories in the Bible of Jesus and the different people he reached out to and went to. And, I mean, he went to the people that were seen as less than, Mm -hmm. like the lepers who no one would go near to or the woman at the well that no one would talk to. Like, Mm -hmm. those are the people that he went to. And so when you see that and you see the way he loves and the way that he, he didn't care what someone's past was. He didn't care what their life was. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, your faith has made you well, go from here. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like, from that moment on, it was different. Like they were a new creation. Right. And so like that allows us to love people in a way that it doesn't, it doesn't matter what they say, it doesn't matter their past, like you love them not for who they are, who they have been, what they've done, because that's what a conditional love would be. Right. But you love them unconditionally. And so there's nothing that John has ever told me that would make me love him or view him any differently at all. And there's nothing that I've told him that could make him see me or love me right. differently either. Yeah. If anything like I know we both have said this a lot, like the more we learn about each other and the more we hear about each other's lives and pasts and stories and everything, like the more we love each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like that growing affection for someone. And it's really cool for um, this is going to add into a rabbit trail, but um, something that I think a way that the Lord uses relationships is whether it's dating or just friendships, like whatever it is, He uses them to show each other glimpses of Him. Mm -hmm. So, like, the way that you love someone, people can see glimpses of God in that. And obviously, we're very imperfect people. And so, it's never the way that God actually does because we can't emulate that perfectly. Um, And so, being able to tell each other anything and then to still look at each other the same and it's like, Mm -hmm. I love you all the same, is a really cool way that we can connect with someone and, like, show them a glimpse of Jesus and what he is like. Mm -hmm. And even in friendships. Like, if someone has this really hard, challenging story or past, and they tell you, and for you to be able to, like, with the most unjudgmental, like, normal face, be like, I still love you. Yeah. Like, to to feel known and seen for, like, your good, bad, and the ugly and to still be loved is a really cool thing that I think that Jesus
0: allows us to do. Mm -hmm. Right. It is so cool. And I think it's so powerful that you guys love each other. You're not just in love. Because I think that... Cause I think what a lot of people, which is so cool that you guys started out as friends too, mm-hmm. and I mean even like Cameron and Brady started out as just friends too, and so it's like it's so interesting to see those relationships like flourish and come to be, and even hear about them because you're like, hey, yeah, guess what? That's gonna mm-hmm. be that's gonna be the stuff that's gonna be the glue that you know keeps a marriage together at mm-hmm. you know seventy years old. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think I think that's so incredible because I think that especially in our like generation and culture today people mm-hmm. so much just chase that, like, shot of serotonin that happens. Like, when <laughs> so you're true. when you're first attracted to someone, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're in love. And then it's, like, two years down the line, you're like, you know, we're getting a divorce. yeah And it's like, no, 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 no. There's a difference between loving someone mm-hmm. and being
1: and in And I also think yeah. that your guys' – means you guys were friends. But then also the fact that you guys haven't really done much for physical at all just shows that your relationship is literally, like – it is not, you know, what I mean, you're not being run off of like hormones and like yeah. adrenaline and yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's real.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's real. It's real and it's, awesome. yeah. it's, substantial. It's something you can grab hold of, you know, yeah. and not and not question. Mm-hmm. I think is a big thing yeah. too. Yeah, and I think that's
2: oh, maybe a lot of because like the focus is is on each other. Mm-hmm. It's not a selfish. Yeah. It's like how can I love this person and show them mm-hmm. Jesus? Like how yeah. can I encourage them in their relationship with the Lord? Yeah. Like how can we as a couple, like with NAVS things, like we did a lot of ministry stuff together when we were in school. I mean, I just graduated, so really not that far out. (laughs) But like the ways that we could like minister to other people together as a couple. And something that I have noticed the last couple years, and I'd say this is true for believers and non-believers, but sadly I think I see it sometimes more among believers, Mm -hmm. is... As women, we have this view of, I'm the one on the stand. I'm the one who's the princess. Twirl me around and pay attention to me. Mm -hmm. It's a very self-focused view that I have seen friends hearing about it, whatever. And I challenge that view a lot Mm -hmm. because Jesus did not come... To, like... I mean, he had every right to, like, make much of me. Mm
0: -hmm, Like, it was Jesus. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Like... (laughs) I mean, hello. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He came
2: and humbled himself as a servant and washed his disciples' feet.
1: Yeah. Like, he came
2: to serve. Yeah. And so, if we are really focusing on Jesus and loving people well, it's not going to be all about us. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be, like, make much of me. I want to do what I want. Yeah. Like, it's it's being selfless. It's serving other people. Like, you're... Um, person you're dating married friend mm-hmm. like whatever situation you're in like it, it, it's no longer about you and you realize it's no longer about you mm. and so that's something that I've seen a lot of and mm-hmm. I just I don't like it yeah. yeah and like and I'm saying that as a woman because I realize there's this part of me that's just like oh it should be about me yeah it's like, yeah no, it's, it's like something not. you've
1: realized yeah. yeah it's
2: like no it's not like this is it's not about me at all yeah and so right. for me realizing that has been a really good turning point of like okay like keep looking at Jesus, be selfless, yeah. like serve right. others, love them well. Yeah.
1: This this whole episode, like it's like I have so many good nuggets I need to take back to my relationship now. Yeah. You know, like, and I know it's things that I'm sure you're working on too. Like you're not saying that mm-hmm. like, you guys are perfect. For not so not like, this is what we're trying to do. And it's, yeah. this is what, yeah, it's just good. It's good. Yeah. I, Brady's going to listen to this episode for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And I
0: think like on the, on the selfless thing before we wrap up really quick, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people are like, okay, so like, you hear the word selfless, I think a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And especially in today's culture where it's like the whole, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some <clears throat> shade thrown at me for this next thing I'm about to say. But with the whole like Rachel Hollis thing, like you do you girl, you make yourself happy. Like if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no type of thing. It's like, meh, like mm, not quite mm-hmm. right. Kind of like what you're saying, like it's sitting a little bit wrong. And um, I think that I think that what is so important in your guys' relationship, I just love your relationship so much. I'm like, like I'm like fangirling about it. She's like, I've never met John. But I know I need to. But, I need to. <laughs> um, but it's and you don't have you don't have to worry about being selfless and, and, and giving everything up mm-hmm. to someone else and preferring someone before yourself because in a healthy relationship you have someone else doing that right back. Yes. Yeah. so and it's it's not just like you're a doormat and you're forgetting about your own needs and all that mm-hmm. stuff it's that in that healthy relationship we were both doing that yeah you don't notice yeah. an off balance so yes anyway exactly I, just,
2: I absolutely love that
0: yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway yeah. any
2: final pretty um I think my final thing is just going back to how amazing John is because he is really <laughs> great. like I was saying oh earlier gosh, so I have a lot of ways I need to grow in and yeah. like I yeah I'm such Like, and these things are not bad. I am a very, like, loyal, passionate, like, I will fight for you person. Right. Mm -hmm. Not always directed in the right way. Mm -hmm. And he's really good at, like, redirecting it. Right. In a way that's, like, building up and encouraging. And, like, whatever it is I do, like, he is my biggest supporter and Mm -hmm. encourager. And there's a lot of things that I have to learn from him because I would say he is the more selfless and servant-hearted
1: one in the relationship, for sure. I think that is amazing. That's amazing that you admire him and that you have nothing but good to say about him. That's... Awesome! I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it too. Wow! All right, Rachel. Ra- um, like, Rachel Hollis. Hurray, Rachel. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> Rachel Hollis. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Different, like, Rachel. Like, Different Rachel. Rachel. Different Rachel. Different Rachel. Not related. <laughs> Anyways, not Rachel Hollis. Rachel. Oh, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram? Um, how they can keep up with you
2: in your life? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Rachel underscore four. Give me a follow. Give me a follow back. If you want to talk about anything that I have mentioned in this podcast or the other podcast, or ladies, if you want to get coffee and
1: talk about relationships, <laughs> anything about them, I'm an open book. So I would love it if we shout. And Rachel, she's not lying, you guys. I work work with her at Cool and she's always coming in when she's not working, and she's getting coffee with someone new every time. I so, love that. Yeah. She's literally amazing. <laughs> So, she will get coffee with you. Um, do you, if you guys are local, do you go to coffee very often? I can't remember if you do. No, you, I'm usually at
2: Cool
0: Beans. You're usually at Cool
1: Beans and Brookings. Yes. Okay, okay. I, just I can be anywhere in Sioux Falls. she can be anything. anywhere.
0: Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thanks for coming on second week in yeah. a row. <laughs> well,
1: thank you guys. She was yes. so good. Had to have her back.
0: Well, um, I guess you guys will be here again next week for another episode of Coffee and a Convo podcast, and we hope you love this episode as much as we love recording it for you guys. Bye. 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 Please edit that out. (laughs)